Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. I'm Melissa Passanen. I'm a Vermont-based food writer, and I do a variety of writing, including a most recent book project I worked on is the Cabot Creamery Cookbook. The Cabot brand is a familiar sight in most grocery stores. Melissa, give us a little background on Cabot Creamery and how did you get involved with this cookbook? Yeah, so the Cabot Co-op has been around since the very early 1900s. It was started by a handful of dairy farmers in Cabot, Vermont, which is central Vermont, got together to to make um, cream, butter, um, and then eventually cheese with their milk. Um, And today it has grown to about 1,200 member farmers in the co-op who are all over New England and New York State. So they have, as you noted, a really strong brand, a great product line of everything from cheddars to yogurt to whipped cream in those spray cans, um, but it's all real whipped cream. And so they uh, were approached by a division of Time, Inc., Oxmoor House Publishing, who were interested in doing a cookbook with them. And the Oxmoor House folks brought me on to uh, write the pieces of the cookbook that needed to be written and to manage all of the recipes to figure out which ones we would use and to test them. Included in the cookbook are profiles of different Cabot Creamery farm families. Can you give us an overview of a couple of those families? Yeah, that was my most favorite part. There's nothing I love better than going out to actually visit farmers of all kinds. And it was a real treat. I visited 16 different um, Cabot farmers around New England. And obviously I can't pick a favorite. They were all so interesting and different. But just to give you a sense of the range, there were the Couture's um, in Missisquoi Valley, which is up in uh, northeastern Vermont. Um, they are an older couple. They also run a bed and breakfast. They're just warm and lovely. They have French-Canadian background. Um, they're milking around 130. And they have, you know, you've heard of barn cats. Well, they have a barn duck. They were really fun. And then um, a really small, there were a few really small farms. So um, I think they're one of the very few dairy farms left in Rhode Island, Ocean Breeze Farm in Westerly, Rhode Island, which people may know as a beautiful resort town. There we had the Pensieras of Italian heritage, and they're milking just 25. Um, a father helped by his grown daughter. So that was really different. Uh, and then another wonderful farm, as I said, they were all wonderful. Um, in eastern Connecticut, the Freunds, um, and that is a multi-generation farm. They have um, their young uh, family members in their 20s have come back to join the parents at this point. And they are milking a a few hundred, so a little bit bigger. And they also, they're so ingenious, which most of these dairy farmers have to be to make it all work. They also make something out of the processed manure from their cows. They make these, what they call cow pots, that are basically built-in fertilizer seed starting pots that have been on Martha Stewart. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah. So that's just an example of three really different ones, but they were all just so unique and different. In this day and age of huge corporations taking over our food and farming, do you have a local near you in Vermont that you go to? Um, The closest Cabot farm, I think, to me is actually one that's in the book. Um, They're in a town called Richmond, which is just south of me on the freeway. 
That is the Conant Farm. And that's also multi-multi-generation. Um, I think it's eight generations. And they have a wonderful farm stand in the summer. They grow sweet corn and they're famous for it. I like how in the cookbook, some of the recipes are directly from the farm families. Yes, yes. Which, uh, which was a little bit of a challenge sometimes. Farm families don't do is write down their recipes. <laughs> <laughs> so yogurt is the perfect quick breakfast meal. But what else can the home cook do with yogurt? Oh, I love yogurt. It has always been one of my favorite things to cook with. And I was really very, very happy. Not that I don't love cooking with cheddar and other cheeses, but it was actually really nice to have yogurt as an ingredient to work with. And I mean, what can't you do with yogurt? It's kind of amazing. There's a whole chart in the cookbook of different kind of dips, um, which was really fun to pull together. So all sorts of different savory dips um, that you can make by mixing things into yogurt. Um, one of my favorite quick recipes came from a, a woman on one of the other farms, Richardson Family Farm down in southern Vermont, um, a quick yogurt curried shrimp. I love to use yogurt with curry spices to marinate almost anything, chicken, um, you know, lamb, and this was a great one with shrimp. And then the yogurt featured prominently in a lot of the dessert recipes, and some of those are really awesome. There's a wonderful, really easy chocolate fudgy cake um, from another one of the farms, Liberty Hill Farm in Rochester, Vermont, which is super simple, like a, a single bowl chocolate cake, which is uh, uses yogurt. On the Cabot Creamery Instagram page, I saw a gorgeous peach paired with a sharp cheddar. What are your favorite Cabot cheese pairings? Well, I will say I don't tend to eat peaches with, with cheddar, although I'm sure it would be fine. I know. It looked lovely. Being a Vermonter, I tend to eat apples with my cheddar, <laughs> which I think is awesome. And there's a whole another whole spread in the cookbook um, of great cheese pairings um, and also a particular um, list of different kinds of apples and which ones go better with extra sharp cheddar or like the habanero cheddar, which Cabot is famous for. Um so I myself, there's also um, some good condiments, quick condiments. There's a great tomato jam recipe, which is super easy. And at the height of summer is an awesome thing to do if you have any extra tomatoes. Um, but, uh, you know, frankly, I'm, I'm a serious cheese head. I always have been, and I adore cheddar. I'm just as likely to grab a hunk from the fridge and pair it with a few nuts and a slice of apple. To me, that's, that's basically a great lunch. Yeah, that's perfection right there. So Cabot Cheddar has won every major award for taste, including the world's best cheddar. Now, here's the age-old question. Why are some cheddars white and some cheddars yellow? So this question has a deep history. It goes way back to farmers trying to make their cheddar look like it was something better because traditionally the richer milk from certain breeds had more of a yellow-orange tint to it. Um, but nowadays, of course, nobody's doing anything related to pretending there's something they're not. But that developed a regional preference for cheddar to be more orangey in some places. Naturally, it's the white that most of the Cabot cheddar, especially in the New England and New York region, is. They do use, as do many other cheddar makers, a natural seed called annatto to make some of their cheddars orange. 
the taste isn't changed at all and it's not a weird additive, but that's the story. So I assumed that all dairy had lactose in it. How can Cabot cheddar be naturally lactose-free? Yeah, isn't that interesting? That is. I learned that myself several years ago. So pretty much all aged cheeses are lactose-free because the process of aging basically consumes the lactose. In Cabot's case, um, almost every cheddar that, excuse me, every cheese, because they do have some other cheeses, um, is lactose-free. Um, there are a couple of mozzarella products that they do that are not, but they have a label on their products that tells you for sure whether it's lactose-free. So last night for dinner, I made the broccoli salad with cheddar, fennel, and bacon from page 163. I love that recipe. I'm so glad you chose that one. It's the perfect summer meal in this heat. So good. I love all the different textures and flavors in it. What is your favorite recipe from the cookbook? Oh, well, you know better than to ask that. (laughs) Like, which is my favorite child? I know. There are some really great desserts, a lot of them that feature the yogurt. There's a wonderful dark chocolate ginger um, yogurt ice cream. Um, And there's also a really wonderful fresh lime and roasted banana pie. Um, that I kind of pulled out of the database. It wasn't on my original list, and it's really awesome. It's like an island in your mouth. Yeah, those are a couple of fun um, dessert ones. And then I have to tell you another one that's been sort of a sleeper hit. It's super easy. It's um, the black bean cheddar spirals. So you basically um, are, are mashing up some black beans with lime juice and cumin, um, spreading that over a big lavash or a big whole wheat tortilla, then some shredded cheddar, rolling it up, chilling it, and then slicing it into little spirals. Um, that has been a huge hit with everyone from teenagers to sophisticated, you know, adult cocktail party types. Yeah, I was actually going to put that in my eight-year-old's lunch. Yeah, That's a great lunch idea. Yeah, and actually, it's really funny, the things that you figure out after the cookbook's gone to press. I, I realized afterwards, unfortunately, it's not in there, but I will tell your listeners Um, A really great dip for that is to take salsa and plain Greek yogurt, um, you know, like Cabot's Greek style yogurt, and mix those together. And it makes sort of a creamy salsa dip that's really awesome. Where can we find you and Cabot Creamery on the web? Um, So I am uh, on Twitter at Taste of Vermont. And Cabot is also on Twitter and Instagram. And they have a great website with lots and lots of... um, of different resources, more recipes, facts, tips. Um, And so that's the best place to go and find all of their different handles, but that's cabotcheese.coop. They have a really robust, and it also has lots more stories of farm families. Yes. If the 16 in the cookbook aren't enough, there are lots more up there, but it's, you know, it's really an awesome um, group of people, and it's really fun to be able to bring, you know, the folks who are making that wonderful food to life through both the cookbook and and through the website and they have a beautiful instagram it's a really fun mix of of adorable cow pictures and recipes and pairing ideas and that kind of thing thanks melissa for coming on cookery by the book podcast 